Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is proudly brought to you by Protus Global. I'm really excited today because I have a wonderful guest that's going to talk about something that's extremely important in the world of legal cannabis. My guest today is Mr. Kari Edwards. Kari is head of corporate and social responsibility at Air Wellness. Air Wellness is a successful multi-state operating cannabis organization and company. Kari is is really, if I could say it, he is the kingmaker, the guy behind the force of good for air wellness. He allows and makes them appear in places they should be most of the time. And I know that that's a difficult task, but it's a very, very important one in our environment. How you doing today, Kari? I'm so well blessed and uh, looking <laughs> forward to this conversation. It's I'm excited because you guys got me up early, so I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, at this time of morning, if you could get hyped, you're doing it. You're doing it, man. You're 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 doing it. But let's look. I want to let's talk about this role you have of corporate and social responsibility. I mean, you. I mean, this is a big concern. I mean, Air Wellness is a large organization, and we have this patchwork of legal legalization and cannabis across the country. And and let's talk about social responsibility and, and what your efforts around that and what you're, you're trying to get accomplished for AIR from a branding perspective. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at the overarching mm-hmm. of corporate and social responsibility, it's really just going in to communities and, and you know, creating relationships and, and doing right by those communities with yeah. obviously your your income and your revenue, but also your presence. But with cannabis, it's kind of a little different in the f- respect that a lot of the communities that we're operating in and also other communities who have been affected by this war on drugs. And right. so you have almost a two-tier system of mm-hmm. really having to put forth the right effort, the right initiatives, the right in, um, partnerships, because you have communities of color who mm-hmm. are, have been villainized by this, who are still locked up by this. And right. then you have communities who are just, you know, part of the cannabis culture who just want to know that when they go into one of your retail stores or if they're working in your cultivation, that they feel like they're part of the community. And so it's not been a challenging um, thing, but it, it has how do you divert or put your money in two different places at the same time, so to speak, or how do you show up at two different events yeah. Um, at the same time for two different communities for different reasons. And so, you know, I find this challenge unique and, and exciting at the same time. Um, and, you know, shout out to, to my employers because the reality of it is, is they've given me autonomy to do both of those things. And as we to continue to grow and get on shows like yours, that means that we're doing the right thing. Folks are talking about it. So it's absolutely, absolutely. So when you go out there, are there questions? You're a big company addressing um, a very important cause and issue and opportunity. Is there a question of authenticity of a big company in the community? And what are you doing it for? Is it about profit or is it by good? Or can you do both at the same time? Yeah. So, so the interesting thing about it is, um, you know, and my background is not in cannabis, right? And you know, and yeah, but you the reality, public, public yeah, background. 
And yeah. New York, New York. And, and so it was it was kind of deflating in some respects because, you know, I'm coming in here representing this company. Not sure. not that the company's done anything bad, but the overarching MSO, right? The multi-state That's operator, right. the, the big box. So so you That's go right. into a place and and I'm about to shake your hand and, and folks are like, I don't want to shake your hand. And I'm like, you know, what did I do to you? And it's like, you know, your company. And I'm like, my company or is it all companies? And so I think a lot of that work, you have to kind of, you know, destigmatize how big MSOs work. But then how do it you is do a- that, though? Because that's important what you just said. How do you because there is a real stigma, you know, yeah. uh, in, in regards to the big company big money. They don't know our neighborhood. They don't understand us. How do we know that they're serving our good? And then I'll add something to that before I answer it, right? Then how do you, then you, somebody like me, African-American, yeah. Caribbean coming in, oh, you're token, right? They're using you. You, uh-huh. you got to get a check. So the, the reality of it, the way I look at it is I run all the traps, right? My first introduction is my handshake, right? And then my second, right. my second is what do we do for you? How do we partner with you? Then my third is to show up and, and actually follow through with that partnership. And then after that partnership is done, right. I follow back up with you. Hey, you know, I want to continue this relationship. And so you start to break down the different walls that people put up of distrust. Um, and so I have to show up and, yeah. and not that I don't want to show up, but having to show up is the only way you build trust. And then that trust then becomes, oh, well, this guy's not that bad. Right. You know, oh, and if this guy's not that bad, he's following up and he's keeping his word. And and I'm very honest. Look, if I can't do it, I can't do it. If I can't do it at the number you want me to do, you still want me to be a part of it. And I'm I'm very honest in those respects. And I think that that's the way you kind of move the needle um, because you, your word is all you all we have. Right. And the end is our credibility. And I'm you know, when I when I leave this role at some point in my life, I want people to turn around and say, you know, that guy was a stand up guy in the company that he worked with stand up and and so it, it's i wasn't great when i started this job you know what i mean and so <laughs> but but there are folks who look at you and say look and i these companies did this and i'll say did my company do that give me that chance and so i try to separate us from the narrative and then continue to do the work that way yeah that's that's great so you you're, you're all how many markets are you guys in now i'm trying to keep up Ooh, i'm trying to keep up too i mean we we um we're still in nine yeah. Uh, so Nevada, Ohio, Illinois, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Florida, New Jersey. We just got into Connecticut. So I think mm-hmm. that's eight. So I'm missing something. I'm missing somebody. So whoever I'm missing, I hope I apologize. Yeah. On but, it. But, yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. But the, the, the question really is around as you deploy yourself and your resources and, and team members, uh, through these various markets, what's what are the what's the what are the differences? Some of the differences uh, in your in the approach that's necessary, just based on the geography and 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 experiences, and and what's the same. And it's so interesting you ask that because you know coming from a public service background and a government background, you figure you know one size fits all, right? You know, and, but then when you actually go to Nevada and Pennsylvania. In Florida, you start to realize, even though the the needs are the same, mm-hmm. they're so they're so different and they're nuanced. And mm-hmm. so, the what we've been, you know, the, the when I got hired, 
you know, the the general, um, I think the COO at the time said to me, well, how are you going to do this? And I'm like, I'm going to go into the communities. And he's like, what? He's like, you're going to fly into every one of our communities and talk to people. And I'm like, yeah, because what I'm, if I'm sitting in, in our office and determining what you need, that's not the case. And so that happened. Was that a real me. question? Was that a test? Well, well, I think, I think it was, I really think it was a real question, you know, yeah. because when you really look at corporate structure, right? And again, I don't know about everybody else's businesses and, and even ours, right? We're still building a culture of cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. We Most of the, these folks that own these companies, if they have good intent or bad intent, they're still coming from what they know best is corporate. And when you're corporate, you don't really walk into rooms, right? That's why they hire folks to do that. Because so when I said I'm getting on planes to meet folks, it, yeah. it was like, how? Because most CEOs sit in the office. Most COOs sit in the office <laughs> and they, they have their tentacles. But again, understanding the, the culture of this right. amazing plant, it's 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 a peace pipe, right? It's like you go to a function and folks are passing around, you know, here, try mine, try mine, try mine. And right. for, from a medical background, I'm like, oh, COVID, oh, what's going on, all these things. But in that realm, it's not the case. And so for us, for me, it was just like, I got to travel to all these pe- places, meet these yeah. people, understand what their issues are, and then talk to those who are on the ground. And so it, it became really rewarding. And you do build your brand that way. So that way, for they see somebody from the executive office showing up, talking to them. Now it also builds that culture from within because people care and talk to them. You're not just a bud tender or, or a clipper. You're somebody that someone cares to have a conversation about. And so it's really been a real, a really rewarding process, like working with our head of HR, mm-hmm. you know, working with our general managers to be in the mix. And when you say something now, when you talked about force for good, most of the people that work for us believe in that concept, right? Because I, I, what, is, what does it mean, though, when you say force for good? Because I, I love that. Uh, I love that moniker. But what? how does the impact show in the markets and i mean you have a diverse group of of states that you guys have dropped your business in so how does it show up how do i feel you right right so it shows up by part of what i said right so part of the example i give when i got there you know massachusetts florida Mm -hmm. and pennsylvania i'll use those three markets in particular so i'm like okay you know what I reached out to the folks. Yeah, there's a few food insecurity issue in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, bet, we're going to do a food insecurity, you know, national program. And then Massachusetts was like, no, we have a housing issue, mm-hmm. right? You know, not that we don't have food insecurity, but our biggest issue is that folks don't have housing. Right. And how are we going to address those things? How are we going to go into a community and, and help be part of the solution? And so that's what Force for Good started to become, like, the reality of going in and, and yes. being part of the solution through our business models, but also through our advocacy and our interaction. I, I love that. And I want to pick that back up. We're going to uh, take a quick break, Kari, okay. and uh, we'll come back and we'll pick pick that back up because I think that's that's really important of, you know, like I said, how do how do the community feel you uh, and that they they start to realize that you are doing good, that force of good moniker that we, we're talking about. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. My guest today is Mr. Corey Edwards. He's the head of corporate and social responsibility at uh, Air Wellness. Uh, we're going to take a quick break 
And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you, proudly brought to you by Protest Global. My guest today is Mr. Kari Edwards, and he is the head of corporate and social responsibility at Air Wellness. And we were just talking about, you know, this force of good that Air Wellness is trying to put in each of the markets that they uh, they are impacting with their brand. And uh, it, it's very important that they do that. And what Corey was basically saying is that he goes into a market, he finds out what the real issues for that market, and then he tries to put air in the middle of that somehow that can make an impact uh, in their business uh, and with the people, of course, um, uh, for sure. Did I capture that right, Corey? Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah, so so when when you do that, how do you know when it's working? So, I mean, that's a very that's a great question, right? Because <laughs> the the return on investment, you know, and you would hope that more people show up at your stores, right? Yeah. Um, and so that would be the obvious return on investment. But again, because you're in community, the the return on investment is really folks now singing your praises or reaching out to you to say, hey, I heard you work with so-and-so. This was a great job you did. Or even from a political standpoint, you know, you have elected officials, you know, I'll use, um, you know, China Tyler in um, Massachusetts. Like she reached out and like, she was like, wow, thank you for showing up here. This has meant so much to us. And so sometimes it doesn't always turn out to be the same thing in profits, but what it does do is create that baseline relationship and, you know, one of the unique things that we do as well is that, you know, I will go in and and look for that organization who I know has done the work. You know, I've done, you know, don't get me wrong. I've, I've met with some organizations that haven't done the work and then we work partnered with them. And yeah. then those are, again, your your validators. And yeah. so now by you working with them and creating a different a basis like you know so shout out to metro housing in, in massachusetts oh, there you go uh-huh. we, we we work with them we partner with them something as simple as being a sponsor of them for the boston marathon it it, it sounds huge but the impact right the impact of saying wow you have a cannabis company who cares about housing and does certain things then that that ripple effect then works and so you know by the response, by the community members, by the government, by the just even your own work is like, wow, people have spoken about this. People see air and they're like, yo, I know that name. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for showing up. You know, and then obviously you do want it to turn into a, you know, a brand loyalty thing where folks come and shop in your stores. Right. You know? But the immediate return on investment is the word of mouth that people know that you've been there. They call on you. You know, you get invited to great shows like this. To about it. <laughs> no, that's that, yeah. that that is true. But so, look, cannabis is 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 going through uh, an interesting time, but one that's been very predictable. This this industry should be doing what it's doing at the moment, but it's difficult. It's difficult. Money's tight everywhere, touching uh, the industry, and uh, it, you know, uh, corporate social responsibility, CSR, is one of the programs you may would anticipate in corporate America would be one of those programs, if you want to call it a program, because programs 
it's easy to call something a program when you when you when it may not be constant. So right, so it, it may be one of those things that may be cut. Uh, things are tight. We're not getting that ROI, and and ROI when things are tight goes to dollars and cents. It doesn't go to the force of good, right? You know, and I understand how that works. So tell me how you're dealing with that. So, so the um, I'm trying to think of a great analogy, right? So <laughs> I've been great at dodging bullets, right? <laughs> not like not like Superman catching them in the teeth. My my prior history is, you know, I worked for an amazing hospital in Brooklyn, but they were, it's called, it was a safety net hospital, right? And safety net hospitals don't get the commercial pay, they get more of the Medicaid pay. And so I literally worked for 10 years with my hospital having 150 to $200 million deficit annually. Yeah. And so I ran three departments there. And so I had to learn how to make the most of nothing. Right. I mean, my my the budgets that I had now, if you looked at me at the hospital, you'd have thought that I was like running one of the biggest health systems in the world. And so <laughs> there was, it, it's a lot of creativity because you're right. You know, we are an expense versus yeah. you know, income. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been cut. You know, I've I've been asked to cut my budget um, significantly. Sure. But but not the things that have been impactfully important. And so that's that's the key point of it is that there is an intention of really doing good from our company. And so, yeah, if they turn around and say I had a hundred thousand dollar budget and they're like, I need you to cut it by 40 percent. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll start cutting. And then my CEO chairman be like, no, no, we're not doing we're not cutting the expungements. Right. We're not cutting the, the smaller or more significant district community events, what we're doing is we're going to reduce it, right? How do we then now partner with someone else so that we're not taking the whole brunt of it? How do we now bring in folks who may have been against cannabis, but how do we bring in a church? How do we bring in folks to understand what the mission is and understanding that these conversations are are being had ahead of time with anticipation. And like I said, you know, I presented a budget to my department, I mean, to my CEO, he accepted the budget. He called me twice and was like, hey, we got to move the budget. And I'm like, fine. He's like, fine. And I'm like, yeah, because based off of our conversation, I know what happens for us in terms of our, our expungement events, our changing legacies. Shout out to my T-shirt. Yeah. Right? Our, our changing it. legacies. Changing legacies. Impact yeah. so many people, right? Because the reality of it is, is as we move people from incarceration and, and denial to jobs and opportunity, that brings up money. And they do remember here, right? We're doing something for Juneteenth in New Jersey with Mayor Barack, uh, okay. Ross Barack. And I'm a huge fan. And like, what is that going to do for us in New Jersey? People are going to be like, wow, use with the mayor at some point. Yeah. When I get when I get my money, I'm coming to shop with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the, intent, uh, the intent of what we're doing is really a part of that conversation. Communication is huge in every relationship. And and I give kudos to my CEO, um, David Gobert, and, and my my chairman, John Sandelman, because because of understanding what our purpose is, we know the yeah. money is going to come. And, and there's a patience that we we have that most people don't have. But we also do things in very strategic ways that we're not spending two, three million dollars in community because we've done it when we had money. And now we're doing we bake those relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. That's. 
that that's wonderful and and to to do what you do the the conversations and the relationships that you have internally at the c level of your organization is is what's going to make or break the situation in the system, man. And and that's a tribute. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And guess what? We're going to dive into New York when we nice. get back, Carly. We got to talk about the baby. We're hometown. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. Kari Edwards, head of corporate and social responsibility of air wellness is my guest. And hey, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to go, we're going to go to New York City when I get back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And my guest today is Mr. Kari Edwards, and Kari is the head of corporate and social responsibility for air wellness, a multi-state operator doing business, I think, in nine geographies around the country. And we're going to talk about New York because New York has been quite an interesting ride. So let's really, let's talk. I mean, it started out with this amazing idea of uh, putting social responsibility and the ownership of dispensaries and businesses um and it's it's been hard because, quite frankly, there's there's just and, and look, I'm going to say it. It's just a failure of enforcement of the illegal element out there that won't allow the legal element to thrive and survive and to grow and and to execute on that mission that was you know that was um, prepared uh, for legal cannabis in New York. So talk to me about that and how you're impacting that fact. Well, so look, there, there are, I mean, you said so many correct things uh, <laughs> in that, uh, look, New, well, New, York is, New York is home base for me, right? You know, when yeah. I started this job, they were like, do I want to come to Florida? I'm like, I'm never going to leave yeah. my hood. And my yeah. hood is, is New York. Um, yeah. And the thing about you, New York that folks outside of New York don't realize is that we are uniquely, we are uniquely positioned because everybody looks to us. Yeah. But we look to everybody else first. Right. Because, you know, whether it's casinos, whether it's like mm-hmm. all of these social justice things, people like, yo, New York, you know, what, how New York goes, the rest of the country goes. Right. Um, and so that that burden of, of proof is something that we pay attention to. So when the MRTA, it was written with the specific understanding of trying to make sure those impacted on the war and drugs we're no longer villainized for the things that they've done, right? It, it, you know, if you pay attention to New York's history, you know, stop and frisk, broken window policies, when there were just an attack on black and brown people, mm-hmm. right? And, and in New York, you know, it's sad. Like I, I grew up in that hood without, you know, I got stopped for a million reasons and none of them, none of them made sense, right? I basically had my pockets, you know, picked everything going on because I, how have I looked, you know, Rockefeller drug laws, all of these things started. And so, yeah, it it, it seems crazy what's going on from a business standpoint, you know, but the rationale of it is, is that we also hustlers, right? And so our our underground market is probably 10 times more sophisticated than the California market. You know, when when people don't get access to things, they find a way to, to make it work for them. 
And now if we see this proliferation of these illegal shops and these smoke shops and right. bodegas are now turning into smoke shops and fire keys, right. we had to be we have to be really conscious of how do we go about that enforcement? Because if not, and this is one thing that people aren't talking about, and I give OCM a lot of credit, if we go and enforce these folks yeah. and start rearresting, yeah, right, then what's the precedent that we're sending? And so so how do you deal with that? That is a tough spot. Yeah, it's it's a so tough spot. You, yeah. Because you're looking at it from a, a you know, again, a return on investment. The state is going to anticipate almost six billion dollars in, in revenue from from legal cannabis. Right. Over once all of these shops open up, everything's going to be great. You imagine what that does for education and healthcare to have like an influx of money. But if you go back to our history, right, think about how we dealt with the cigarette issue. Like we used to have cigarettes coming in, illegal cigarettes, not not, you know, stamp everything from having them in, you know, Indian reservations to folks just selling illegal stuff. And again, when we start to get ourselves out of problems by arresting and rearresting, then that changes the, the, the fabric and the culture. So while there, there are two sides of folks, you know, the big businesses like ours are like, yo, this is killing the industry or even small right. businesses. I really appreciate the level of, of intention that they're going by. So now that the governor, the governor signed in the law and the city signed in the law, you're going to see the enforcement in real ways, but still not arresting folks. Because I don't know who necessarily owns these smoke shops, but I know who works in these smoke shops. Yeah, and so... So yeah. if you're going after those who are well-funded in terms of like the folks, the landlords and all these other <laughs> things, you're going to start to see hitting them where they are. But the minute we put a handcuffs on someone. Yeah. That's you, working in the shop that, that reflects what the people that you're trying to approach in a very positive way right. uh, with the plant, that, that becomes a, a very negative narrative. Yeah. And so it, you know, don't get me wrong. It's frustrating seeing these st- spots open across from schools. Yeah. Right. The community hates it. And so it puts a more of a negative spin on cannabis and it double, we have to double our efforts in education and everything so that people aren't like, you know, they sold some bad weed to my kid or, you know, when I was in a hospital system, the K2 stuff was, was creating like real issues, real mental health issues. Um, but again, through through all this tragedy is opportunity. And so I think there is a responsibility from our legislators and, and our government and even companies like mine, you know, we're not in New York yet, that yeah. we, we start to create the education and, and become more partner centric. But it's difficult, it's a difficult balance, man. You can't you can't arrest yeah. your way out of it because then you're gonna have other folks in jail for for what? Like take their businesses from them, like find right. them, but don't put them in jail. And there was that nuance that they couldn't figure out until recently. Yeah, and that's it. It is tough, and I'm really, really happy that you 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 came here today. And I, I really wanted we got to it last, but I really wanted to get to the New York thing because it's not a simple. If it was simple and non caring scenario and. Um, and not well thought out, uh, I'm sure that those shops would just automatically get closed down and uh, people would get arrested and uh, the problems would probably be larger than they are. But it's hard, though. I mean, everybody makes an investment. Air uh, make, is making and has made a huge investment to be there and have a presence. And 
that presence is being delayed and 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 it's 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 hard if you you know if you're running a business that's a hard pill to swallow i mean that, that's that's why the folks that elected the folks are sitting at lcm yeah i i give them credit i've worked with with a bunch of folks for 20 plus years yeah. and, it, and it's hard man it's hard making decisions that affect community in certain ways and then you know if if you're from new york and your bodega is still a bodega in a deli when you right. go in there you see these are family folks that are working there you see that there are generations you know there's a 14 year old 15 year old behind the the register trying to do the things but then there are folks who take advantage of that um and then how do you decipher that and, and, it, and it takes a lot and i'm 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 excited to see how the enforcement goes. I think that they they got it right in the way that they're going to roll it out. But yeah, if I, if I saw a kid coming out of a, you know, and it's going to be a kid, right, or eighteen year old kid in in handcuffs because they were selling, you know, cannabis from California, Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this industry is not the place I want to be. And so yeah, it, it took a very interesting balance. And yeah, yeah. It, it has delayed. I mean. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's 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 frustrating. You know, every time right. you go on the OCM board member, I mean, yeah. thing they're talking about the rollout, and you're like, "Yeah, we're not there yet." But you also <laughs> have things like lawsuits. So yeah. it's it's gonna get there. Yeah, it it, it will, man. You got a hard hard job to keep people in that in that corporate building, man. Calm about it. I understand that. Uh, I clearly understand it, man. It was just so so great. First of all, to meet you, Kari. I really appreciate you showing up here at Plant Profits and. And you you have a, a a very difficult important, but when it when it works, it's got to feel really great to you, and because you know you're making a positive impact on communities that you know very well what's happening there. So I, well, I, I will tell you something. It's probably one of the most rewarding jobs yeah. I've had. Yeah, literally going into communities and and watching your efforts really change people's lives. Like I, I can't even tell you that. I love it, changing people's lives. I I definitely love that. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of uh, Plant Profits, and my guest today on the show was Mr. Kari Edwards. He's the head of corporate and social responsibility at multi-state operator Air Wellness, and doing an amazing job in a very difficult, difficult uh, situation. So I want to thank all of you for joining us here at Plant Profits. And you can download this episode and all episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, our partner in this, or subscribe to the show on all major podcast outlets and platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Google, everywhere. We are there. Spotify, you can get us at iHeart, anywhere plant profits, you can find us. Please plug in, download. We appreciate it. And really, I want you to also know about Protus Global, my company, and you can find us on all social media uh, platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of them. We are there. And really take a look at us and really see how we are building companies and what we do and how we're changing people's lives at Protus Global. That's P-R-O-T-I-S Global. Dot com. This is Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Until next time, cheers.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.